So yeah, uh, welcome back once again. Today we're talking about the blockchain. Uh, uh, it's me and Peter are still at it. Uh, if you can tell we're wearing the same clothes, that's because we recorded this thing the same week. <laughs> and yeah, uh, let me see. Hey everyone. Mm -hmm. So today we're talking about the technology which uh, Bitcoin is based on. And that would be the blockchain. That's right. Uh -huh. Um, just to define it for everyone out there, what is a blockchain? Um, so blockchain is a distributed ledger and if those words are too much then we can maybe think of the blockchain as just a database. Mm -hmm. uh, but what makes it different than every other stores of information is that this database is actually distributed all over the place. So it doesn't belong in one data center. Mm -hmm. um, everyone that uses it has a copy and um, they get synchronized um, and according to certain consensus algorithms everyone agrees to what the current state of this data store is yeah so so that in a nutshell is what a blockchain is mm -hmm. so basically uh, from what i've heard about the blockchain it was trying to move away from the normal bank's ledger and then implement uh, uh, as you're saying the distributed ledger where everyone has a copy of what's happening financially with all the transactions, everyone can see all the transactions and uh, such and such. Yeah, so that's right. Mm -hmm. So the, the purpose for the blockchain is actually to um, enforce this decentralization where you take away the requirement for people to trust a single party. So let's uh, speak uh, about the bank's example. Um, and we, we have um, transactions going to and fro between banks. So let's say there's four banks and they want to transact. Um, previously, we, they needed a central party to um, handle all of the transactions between the banks so that everyone agrees to uh, what the amount is, what the history is, um, to have this audit log of everything that's happened. But if these banks are on a blockchain, they can all have a copy of this database. Everyone can know what the transactions are, mm -hmm. um, and everyone can write to this blockchain and transact in that manner, without there being a central party, mm -hmm. um, like a, a bank switch in the middle. Um, blockchains are immutable, so you can't change anything in the data. Mm -hmm. um, they're cryptographically secured, so everything's encrypted. And um, the, the hashing algorithms basically make sure that you know when someone fiddles with the data or try to change or manipulate anything on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. um, and this then creates transparency. So everyone has a copy of the same database. Everyone knows what everyone is doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, it um, stops individuals from hijacking data or manipulating data. Um, forcing them to be transparent. Oh, okay. Yeah. One thing that I have always wondered with regards to a blockchain is then how does one determine the offensive, uh, like uh, the trust of some a new participant? Like if I want to join a blockchain, no? okay. in the case of banks. So let's say AppSurf and BN Standard Bank have their blockchain set up and then now Capitech wants to say, yo guys, I want to join your blockchain. Okay. How do they trust his identity or how do they let him into... Oh. Okay, so before I can answer that question, I have to 
um, define two different kinds of blockchain technologies. So mm-hmm. um, the one is a public blo- blockchain or autonomously governed um, or even called permissionless. Mm-hmm. So in this blockchain, anyone can join. Okay. And anyone can participate um, on the blockchain and transact on the blockchain. So cryptocurrencies like that. Like Bitcoin mm-hmm. and, and all of those. These are permissionless blockchains. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not governed by anyone and they're self-governed basically. Um, no one can stop anyone from joining the blockchain. Um, then you get other kinds of blockchains called permission blockchains. Mm-hmm. Now this is a special case and it's, it's more relevant to the um, business world um, and even banks uh, where they want to control who's on the network and who participates um, according to a specific set of rules. Uh, now some people argue that this is not really a blockchain because there's some central control for people coming onto the network. Um, but even after a party has been identified and verified and vetted, um, at least after the case, um, you know, everything is distributed and transparent. Um, as you would want for a blockchain. So there's still advantages, but two very different cases. So permissionless, anyone can participate. Permissioned, controlled by once one party that does the verification. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. That I did not know at all. So, oh, no, uh, I learned something. <laughs> and now uh, one thing I'd like to know is... I, I know a lot of money is being put into the blockchain space of, well, when they invest the world and everyone is looking for new applications uh, to then uh, use a blockchain for. Uh, so what are your thoughts on all that's happening with regards to that? No, no that's very, very true and, and almost understated. Mm-hmm. Um, blockchain is a massive new buzzword um, in the information and um, financial industries. And I think soon to be uh, all over the place, uh, even legal industries and um, governance, you know, entire governments is, is looking at blockchain technology to um, handle go- um, governance structures. Um, Estonia, for example, um, are running a program where they allow people to register companies on, on a blockchain. blockchain. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's also an interesting one. But extremely wide uh, application um, applications running worldwide at the moment and a lot of money behind it. Uh, all of the banks are um, investigating blockchain, mm-hmm. um, all of the first world countries, um, how, how to apply it and then a lot of industries. All of the big IT companies have blockchain specific programs, you know, Microsoft, IBM, um, Intel, all of them are, are really going after um, the blockchain technology. So I think that's a really good thing to put in your CV. It's, it's almost like AI was a few years back. Uh, the, the weird thing happened to a friend. He said he posted an article about the blockchain on LinkedIn. And he got three job offers on the same day. And well, there you go. He had never gotten a job offer off LinkedIn before. So yeah, uh, guys, if you are looking to make a career switch, uh, this is the time and this is the topic to go into. But um, one thing with regards to the applications that I always had at the back of my mind or I always look at is uh, disruption, obviously, is one of them. And uh, the case where there was a central authority like a bank or insurance company, as you were saying about the smart contract, 
Now, kid create new applications that never really existed, like a totally new space of, uh, of thinking come out of blockchain uh, te uh, technology or do you foresee anything like that? Definitely. And um, disruptive is the right word. I think blockchain technology is going to disrupt a lot of industries in the world. Um, but the, the key thing that I, I think you're referring to here is that um, over and above the innovation that can happen today in all of the industries out there in finance and legal. Um, even new innovations are now possible because of this distributed technology. Mm -hmm. So what blockchain opens up is the um, ability for companies to basically transact together in an open and trustless manner. Um, and I think that's going to open up so many uh, opportunities to, to run things differently than um, what it used to be. So. Um, some people are saying it's going to replace uh, most of the services on the internet. Um, it's going to change how everything works. Um, even huge businesses like, like Uber mm -hmm. um, could be run decentralized. In fact, there's, there's already a decentralized version of it out there. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just not that popular at the moment. But you don't need a server or a central body, body mm -hmm. to control those services. And they can be run completely decentralized. So I think, yes... Disruption is imminent, mm -hmm. um, and not only in the finance industry, it's just it's, it's hitting that first. Mm -hmm. um, but all over the place, um, anything in information technology, uh, watch out, blockchain is going to change a lot of that. Oh, and also internet, I remember you once told me about the interplanetary file system. That's right. Was that based off the blockchain? Um, no, not really, but the reason why it's uh, so many times used in the same sentence um, is because um, in blockchain um, you, there's a lot of overhead to maintain the blockchain, to make sure that all the data is coherent and that everyone agrees that this is the blockchain. So running those consensus algorithms um, takes a lot of effort and it is expensive. Um, and it's almost always more expensive than a centralized service um, to, to maintain a blockchain. Um, so blockchains can't grow indefinitely. Yeah. And, and um, if you think about centralized data stores, they go into the terabytes. And um, you don't want terabytes on a blockchain. It's going to be impossible to manage. So that's where um, external decentralized file systems come to play. Um, there are quite a few out there already. And um, they're based on different technologies. Um, but what basically happens is the um, distributed applications that utilize the blockchain use these file systems to store um, you know, big files, documents, or images, and don't actually store them on the blockchain. So uh, the basic technology is just to um, create a hash of these files so that you have a very specific code um, that you store on the blockchain that identifies that file. Um, but that is then a very unique link. So if someone changes the file, if it's a different file, that hash will change. So the blockchain actually only controls the ID and the verification and um, you know the, the assurance that this is the correct file, while the actual file is stored off the blockchain. Um, and I think that's where these distributed file systems really play a role. Mm -hmm. No, uh, no, uh, that's a mouthful. I'm about to go do my research now and just uh, <laughs> uh, 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 freshen up my knowledge on most of what was said.
today. But anyway, uh, thank you very much for coming through and sharing the knowledge with us. All right, so, my pleasure. Yeah, uh, if you have a Twitter account, a Facebook account, a LinkedIn account, this is the time to plug. <laughs> oh, no, we don't. No, it's impossible to find on the internet. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, uh, if anyone is a stalker out there and they want to test their skill, uh, this is the day. This is the day. Oh, but uh, uh, thank you very much for coming through. Cheers. And, uh, I don't know if we forgot anything uh, about the blockchain. Or well, um, I can speak for hours on the topic, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we have to stop the tape yeah, somewhere. Yeah, sharp, sharp. Then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was it on what does it take to do blockchain business. This was the weirdest uh, episode for me to title. What does it take to blockchain? That's what it is. But yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening. Come back next week for another topic. I think we're going to be talking about business or something like that. So yeah, shop shop.